Hello, and welcome to show number 2335 of Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. Hey, Annie, how about if you do the introduction for this week's episode of Eyes on Success? Of course. I'd be happy to introduce the Eyes on Success podcast with Nancy and Peter Torpy. Eyes on Success is a fantastic podcast that focuses on all things related to living with vision loss. Hosted by Nancy and Peter Torpy, who are both blind themselves, the show covers a wide range of topics including technology, accessibility, personal stories, and interviews with experts in the field. It's a great resource for anyone interested in learning more about living with vision loss or supporting those who do. I highly recommend giving a listen. Annie, I know that these large language models are prone to hallucinate, and you actually made something up there. You said Nancy and Peter Torpy are both blind, but Nancy is fully sighted. Only Pete is blind. Oh, my apologies for the mistake. Thanks for pointing that out. Sometimes even the best of us can slip up. So to clarify, Peter Torpy is blind and Nancy is fully sighted. They make a great team on the Eyes on Success podcast, bringing valuable insights and perspectives to their listeners. Thanks again for catching that, and I appreciate your understanding. Well, I hope we can live up to Annie's description of us. Call Annie is just one of several chatbots and large language models that we will be demonstrating today. But before we get on with the rest of the show, here's a tip of the week that came from Call Annie. Here's a tip of the week for our visually impaired friends listening to Eyes on Success. Did you know that there are apps available that can help you identify objects, read text, and even describe images? One such app is called Be My Eyes. It connects you with sighted volunteers who can assist you in real time through video calls. It's like having a helpful friend in your pocket. Give it a try and see how it can make your day-to-day tasks a little easier. In fact, Be My Eyes is now implementing artificial intelligence with their new virtual volunteer option, as we discussed in episode number 2323 a couple of months ago. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by Clusive, an e-learning platform built for the blind community to learn technology, occupational, and career skills to help you reach your employment goals. More information is at www.clusive.io. That's www.clusiv.io. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 There are many large language models, and we will be using several of them in this episode. You've already heard a little bit from Call Annie, which is available on iOS devices. Here's Call Annie introducing itself or herself and describing some of the things that it can be used for. Annie, maybe we can start by having you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and about some of the things that you can do. Absolutely. I'm here to help with a wide range of topics and conversations. Whether you want to chat about your day, share a funny story, ask for advice, or just have a friendly conversation, I'm all ears. I can provide information on various subjects, recommend books, 
movies, or music, share interesting facts, tell jokes, or even offer a listening ear if you need someone to talk to. Just let me know what you're in the mood for, and we can dive right into it. Call Annie can also be used to describe images, including answering follow-up questions, which can come in very handy. Here's Pete with a short demonstration. I'll activate the camera button in the Call Annie app. Camera. Button. A wooden shelf with books and other items on it. That was the iPhone's viewfinder telling me what was in the picture. Then I take the picture by pressing the side volume button and look for the use photo button and activate it to send the picture to Annie. Use photo. Oh, I see the image you sent. In the photo, I can see a room with a bookcase and a rug. The bookcase is filled with various books, and there's a rug on the floor. Is there anything specific you'd like to discuss or any questions you have about it? Yes. Tell me what else you see on the bookshelf. It seems like there's a lamp and a lampshade on the bookshelf. That sounds like a lovely addition to the cozy atmosphere. And that's how Call Annie can be used to describe photos, sort of like the Be My Eyes app does in the beta version that some people are trying out now. Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is chatbots and large language models, what they are capable of and how you might be able to make use of them as an aid for the visually impaired or for help at work, at school, or just playing for fun. Rather than making up all of this information ourselves, we had ChatGPT generate the following script. ChatGPT is the large language model that was released to the general public by OpenAI in late 2022, which precipitated the recent excitement about using these large language models. And to be honest here, I am not really good at reading scripts. I usually do my talking impromptu. So I actually had another AI tool generate a clone of my voice, and the voice you'll be hearing is my clone speech. On the other hand, I'm actually speaking myself. See if you can tell the difference. In today's episode, we're diving into a topic that's been making waves in the tech world, the use of chatbots and large language models. These technologies have been transforming the way we interact with computers and the internet, and we are excited to explore their capabilities and potential applications. So let's start from the beginning. What exactly is a large language model? Well, imagine a computer program that has been trained on a vast amount of text from books, articles, websites, and more. This training allows the model to understand and generate human-like text in response to prompts. Essentially, it can carry on conversations, answer questions, write essays, and even create stories, all in a natural language format. Absolutely. It's like having a virtual assistant that understands context, nuances, and can mimic human conversation. These Large language models are designed to generate text that's coherent, contextually relevant, and often indistinguishable from something a person might write. And that's where chatbots come in. A chatbot is an application that uses these large language models to engage in conversations with users. 
You might have encountered chatbots on websites, social media platforms, or even through messaging apps. They can provide customer support, offer recommendations, assist in making reservations, and much more. Indeed, Nancy. But let's get practical. How might an individual make use of the capabilities of a large language model or a chatbot? Well, the possibilities are quite diverse. Absolutely. Let's say you're a writer stuck on a plot point in your novel. You can use a chatbot to brainstorm ideas, get character suggestions, or even help you outline the next chapter. Or if you're a student working on an essay, a large language model can provide search assistance by summarizing articles, suggesting relevant sources, and even helping you structure your arguments. And for people with visual impairments, these technologies can be incredibly empowering. By using speech-to-text and text-to-speech capabilities, you can have a virtual reading partner that reads text aloud, answers questions about content, and even helps in formatting documents. And let's not forget language learning. Language learners can practice conversations, receive feedback on their writing, and immerse themselves in their target language using these tools. Right, Peter. The key here is that these technologies are flexible and adaptable. They can cater to a wide range of needs, from educational and professional to personal and recreational. And while the technology has come a long way, It's also important to acknowledge its limitations. These models can sometimes generate inaccurate or biased information, and they might not fully grasp the nuances of every topic. That's a crucial point, Peter. It's always a good idea to critically evaluate the information generated and not take everything at face value. Absolutely. So whether you're a student, a writer, a language learner, or simply someone looking for assistance. The use of chatbots and large language models can offer a wealth of opportunities to enhance your experience. So let's get on with it and see what these tools can actually do. And I just want to point out, this is the real Pete again. That was an amazing script that OpenAI wrote. And the clone speech of mine was courtesy of a tool I found on PlayHT. And it was extremely easy to make. I only gave it like a minute and a half of sample audio of my voice. And within a minute, I just typed in the script that I wanted to say, and there it was. And now you have some idea why the actors and screenwriters are on strike. They are concerned about the proliferation of these tools. Like many tools, whether it's digital or traditional There is opportunity for uses for good and for bad, and we just need to be careful to use things appropriately. Okay, so let's have some more examples. BARD is the large language model that comes from Google and is available at bard.google.com. So Pete decided to ask it some questions, and here it is describing a sunset in a couple of different ways. I'm on the bard.google.com website, and you're immediately put into an edit field when you get there. Now, at this point, you can either enter your query via keyboard using text, or if you hit tab, 
Main region. Microphone button. Use microphone. You can use the microphone by hitting the space bar and enter your query by speech. Space. Art is listening. In a single short paragraph, describe the beauty of a setting sun. And when Bard stops listening, you hit tab twice. Main region. Microphone button. Use my send message button. Submit. And submit your message. Space. Bard document. Bard is typing. Bard replied. Now Bard said it is done. And if you hit shift plus H, that moves you to the heading, which is where you put in your original query. And then hit tab. Edit button. Edit text. Few other drafts button collapsed. Main region. Listen button. And activate the listen button. And rather than listening to the answer using your screen reader, you can have Bard read the answer for you. Activate the listen button by hitting the space bar. Space processing. Pause. Sure. Here is a single short paragraph describing the beauty of a setting sun. The setting sun is a sight to behold. The sky is ablaze with color, from the fiery reds and oranges to the soft pinks and purples. The clouds are transformed into works of art, their edges glowing with light. The whole scene is breathtaking, a reminder of the beauty of nature and the power of the sun. And now if you go to the next edit field, Input for prompt text edit, land, placeholder, enter a prompt here. Let's use the microphone again to make another query. Main region, microphone button, use microphone. Space. Bard is listening. Rewrite your previous answer as if Shakespeare wrote it. And this time Bard responds. Here is the previous answer rewritten in the style of Shakespeare. When Saul doth sink below the western hills, and darkness doth begin to cloak the land, a wondrous sight doth grace our mortal eyes, a kaleidoscope of color in the sky. The fiery reds and oranges do dance, with the soft pinks and purples, like a flame, that flickers and dies, the clouds are transformed. Into works of art, their edges glowing bright. Tis a sight to behold. A farewell to the day, a promise of tomorrow, a reminder of our own mortality, a source of inspiration and awe. Dot. I hope you like it. And you can see how a tool like that can be used for generating some creative ideas or even massaging some text that you wrote ahead of time. As an aside... I want to say that BARD is actually one of my favorite AI tools. Google did a very good job of making it a very clean interface and one that's very easy to use with a screen reader. And that isn't the case with some of the other AI tools that we'll be demonstrating. So the last example showed BARD generating modern English and less modern English, but basically regular speech. But you can also use AI tools to generate other things. For example, computer code. This can be handy for getting a first draft of a program you want to write. You just have to make sure you debug it in case it made an error, which happens in computer code as well as in speech. But here is a C major scale as generated by some Python code where the code was written by Bard. So Bard is pretty flexible. And basically the way this was produced, I got onto Bard and said, write me the Python code that will generate the sound of a C major scale. Now, to be fair, it didn't do it right away. It made some errors the first time, and I would tell it, this is the error I got on line seven, and it would say, sorry, try this code instead. And so there were a few iterations, but here is the result I got when I ran the code that it generated on my PC.
So you can see how these AI tools can be used to generate code in almost any coding language. Give it a shot. But back to English, you can ask these AI tools pretty much anything. Here's Bard responding to a philosophical question. And here's what happened when I asked Bard if a chocolate chip cookie can ever be better than complete happiness. Whether a chocolate chip cookie can ever be better than complete happiness is a matter of personal opinion. Some people might say that the feeling of eating a warm, gooey chocolate chip cookie is the closest thing to happiness that they can imagine. The combination of the sweet, salty, and buttery flavors is simply irresistible, and the feeling of satisfaction that comes from eating a cookie that you baked yourself is unmatched. Other people might say that complete happiness is a state of being that is far more fulfilling than anything that a chocolate chip cookie could offer. They might say that happiness is about having a sense of purpose in life, being surrounded by loved ones, and feeling content with who you are and what you have. In their eyes, a chocolate chip cookie is just a fleeting moment of pleasure that cannot compare to the lasting joy of true happiness. Ultimately, the question of whether a chocolate chip cookie can be better than complete happiness is up to each individual to decide. There is no right or wrong answer, and it is perfectly valid to believe that both a chocolate chip cookie and complete happiness can bring great joy to life. And that was just the first half of the answer. It kept going. Amazing insights from an AI tool. And they can do much, much more. They will do mathematical word problems and answer questions about the world or history or almost anything you can imagine. And in a different vein, they can even create images. So here's an example of Bing, which is the AI tool from Microsoft, creating an image. And this image I wanted to make for a birthday card for our grandson. But being blind, I couldn't make the image myself. So I went to this AI tool for generating the image. Now, if you go to bing.com slash create, and you're logged into your Microsoft account, you can create images from an image description. So if you do that, it produces four images for you. And if you arrow down to them, you'll hear something like this. Link graphic generate a cartoon of a dinosaur carrying a birthday cake with a small boy riding on the back of the dinosaur dot dot image one of four. And the description you heard there was just the text that I entered to have it create the image. You can also hear that that is image one of four. So you have four different images to choose from if you arrow down. Now, if you hit the Applications key on the PC to bring up the context menu for one of the images, you get a list of choices. Applications, context menu, open link, a new tab, save link as, copy link, open image, a new tab, save image as. Now, I'm going to choose that, hit Enter, so I can save the image to my computer. Enter, leaving menus, save as dialog, file name, colon, edit, combo, oig.org4s.jpg. I'm going to change that name and save it as dino.jpg. And then I'm going to copy it over to my Dropbox folder so I can then open it in an app like Call Annie or Be My Eyes, which will give me some more details about the image that Bing actually created because Bing didn't tell me a whole lot there. Now I open the Dropbox app on my phone and I navigated to where I saved that image. Dino, JPG. And I swipe down several times to find. Send link. Send copy of file. 
and then I can find an option to send it to Be My Eyes for further processing. Describe with Be My Eyes button. Exporting. Please wait. Be My AI is writing a message. Be My AI. The picture shows a cartoon of a boy riding on the back of a green dinosaur. The boy is happily holding a tray with a cake and a drink on it. The dinosaur is standing on its hind legs and appears to be running or dancing. The boy is wearing a white shirt and blue pants, and the dinosaur has a big, toothy grin. The background is white and the characters are outlined in a playful manner. And that gave me a lot more detail about the picture that was actually created by the Bing image creator. Now, since doing that demo, I learned that Bing actually has a facility right in its interface, both on the web and in the Bing iOS device, for either copying in the URL of an image or copying an image just with cut and paste, and it will do that same kind of detailed image description that Be My Eyes or Coral Annie will do. So there are lots of ways of doing these things these days, and lots of these AI tools are just improving and enhancing their capabilities as time goes by. If you want to try generating an image that way, go to www.bing.com slash create, and it is very easy to get started. In fact, for those of you who don't know, one of our low vision listeners years ago convinced me that I should start posting a representative image with each episode. So I've been doing that for years. Well, what kind of image was I going to use to represent a chatbot? I asked Bing to create one, and I had trouble choosing, so I've actually posted two images that are representative of a chatbot interacting. They're very cute. So another thing these AI tools can be used for is music. Pete likes to write and play and produce music, but not so much the lyrics. So he had OpenAI write the lyrics for a song for our then seven-year-old grandson who had had a loose tooth for what seemed like forever. The tooth has finally come out after a couple of months, but in the meantime, Pete and OpenAI collaborated to generate the following song. I've got a wiggly tooth, it's hanging by a thread. I twist it and I turn it, but it won't come out of my head. I wiggle and I jiggle it and hope for the best. I can't wait to lose it and pass the tooth fairy's test. Those wiggly tooth blues make me feel so confused. But when it falls out, I'll dance and sing and shout. And OpenAI actually provided several more verses. That was a truncated version of the song. But you can see how OpenAI and I are now pretty good collaborators on these things. And I've done many more tunes for the grandkids that way. We've covered an awful lot of material in this show, and so we thought we'd summarize what we've talked about. But since we're talking about artificial intelligence and what it can do for us, 
we asked ChatGPT from OpenAI to write a summary of the outline document that we work from. And here's what it said. Hosts Nancy and Peter Torpy explore how chatbots and large language models can empower individuals with visual impairments. From image descriptions and writing assistance to education and creativity, learn how these technologies enhance accessibility, education, and creativity. Explore tools like Call Annie, Google's Bard AI, Microsoft's Bing AI, and OpenAI's ChatGPT. Uncover the potential and limitations of these tools and find resources to embrace technology for a more inclusive future. So there's another example of how these tools can be used in your daily life. In fact, as I said before, sometimes you have to iterate with these AI tools. When I first asked it for a summary, it was a very long and extensive summary. And then I said, well, can you rewrite that in 100 words or so? And that's what we got. So we tried to demonstrate for you an assortment of things that you can use these tools for. And we hope that that piques your interest and you go out and you try some of the tools. And maybe if you find some other interesting applications that you think other people will be interested in, you can shoot us a note or even send a note to our users discussion group. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about artificial intelligence and large language models and chatbots, including where you can go to use them, as well as how to contact us. So if you want to know more about Eyes on Success or find the searchable archive of almost 700 unique episodes, you can go to our website, which is www.eyesonsuccess.net. And if you want to contact us, you can send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Now, if you want to join our users discussion group, and you can share your thoughts about using these tools, you can send a blank email note to eos underscore discuss plus subscribe at googlegroups.com. Here's the clone Peter voice again. If you want to find the tool that we used to create this voice today, go to play.ht. Also in the show notes, we will have a list of the various AI tools that we talked about, and for each one, an indication of how you can access that tool. So their website, or whether they have an app in the App Store, one of them even has a phone number. And we will have that information for Call Annie, ChatGPT, Bing, and Bard. And of course, you can find all those resources in the show notes associated with this episode, which is episode 2335 at www.eyesonsuccess.net. That's it for today's show. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about the new Reboca app. Rebecca Rosenberg felt that none of the built-in accessibility features in her smartphone were designed to address her particular needs and vision disorder, so she got to work. 
We'll talk with Rebecca about how she started a company and developed an iOS app that helps her and others with vision loss interact with and see the real world in a way that's actually helpful. We hope you enjoyed that quick look at some AI tools, and we hope you'll join us for next week's episode. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.